0: This is Asha Voices. I'm J.D. Gray. It's our second of two conversations about authors and the lives of people who stutter. These are books by and about people who stutter. Once again, I'm joined by a special guest co-host, featured host at the Stutter Talk podcast and an SLP at the Siskin Stuttering Center, Haya Goldstein. Chef, uh, Haya, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me again. Great to be here.
0: In just a moment, we're going to be joined by Christopher Anderson, the author of Every Waking Moment. So this is a book that you recommended to me. And uh, I wanted to know, what made you decide to recommend this book?
1: I recommend this book because aside from getting to the heart of the lived experience of stuttering, Chris's book, Every Waking Moment, it offers a path to change which is invaluable to people who stutter and SLPs alike.
0: The journey Chris takes is one that leads him to working with SLP Vivian Siskin, the namesake of the Siskin Stuttering Center where you work. Is that where you first met, Chris?
1: It is not. The first place I met Chris was by reading his blogs titled Every Waking Moment. And I was recommended these blogs by my husband, who's also a person who stutters, and saw how interested I was in understanding the lived experience of stuttering through a trauma-informed lens and thought that Chris's blog spoke to that. Long story short, I connected with Chris after that, and we've been jamming with our ideas ever since then
0: well hi uh, thanks again for being a part of this conversation thank you for putting chris anderson and every waking moment on my radar and in just a moment we'll hear a conversation with christopher anderson first you'll hear christopher and i talk for quite a while and hi you'll join us at the end for a, a few questions about the future i'm jd gray and this is asha voices mm-hmm. Support for Asha Voices comes from Asha's online conference, Speech Sound Disorders in Schools. This continuing education opportunity begins October 4th. Learn more at onashaorg ssd23. In Every Waking Moment, author Christopher Anderson offers his personal definition of stuttering. He starts by writing that, quote, stuttering is a complex mental health and social identity affliction, end quote. And he goes on to say that it, quote, inflicts a traumatic life impact, end quote. What comes next in the book reveals how Christopher came to that definition. He shares in unflinching detail the pain he experienced as a person who stutters, both as a young person and into adulthood, including detailed accounts from school relationships, job interviews, and more. But for Christopher, a series of personal decisions and a single business card given to him by someone in the Virginia chapter of the National Stuttering Association slowly changes everything. Soon, he finds himself on the road to accepting himself as a person who stutters. Christopher joined Haya and me for a conversation about his life in this book. Early on in Every Waking Moment, Christopher refers to the book as a companion for a healing journey, and I asked him if this was his intention when he started writing.
2: It was not, actually. I started to write the story of my life because I was curious about all the things that had happened along the way with stuttering. And I wrote the story and then I was like, this is not what I wanted to explore. And that was actually when I Started to to really analyze the whole journey and came up with the third part of the book, which is um, a really in depth analysis of everything that I went through, all the the steps that I took, the successes and and the failures all the same. And it helped me understand um, the way through. And I thought through the stories, um, I could help others, you know, begin to, to understand what it actually takes to work through accepting yourself um, as a person who stutters.
0: You make some interesting choices with language in the book. For one, you refer to stuttering as an affliction, not a disorder.
2: I do. And that was intentional, because I feel like with a disorder, it's just a dark cloud hanging over you. And there there's, there isn't any hope for for finding a way out. And I really saw the word affliction and it, it hit me because provided an alternative and some hope that there were things that I could do to improve my life and to take my life back from the impact of stuttering that had afflicted me for so long.
0: I'm going to read a quote from the book. You write, quote, stuttering flourished in this vulnerable and susceptible host, hypervigilant, anxious, angry, frustrated, sleep deprived, moody, stubborn, afraid, tense, and hesitant. Yet the only thing I tried to fix was my stutter. End quote. I thought that was a powerful sentence because it, it highlighted the many ways that you felt the presence of stutter, but also kind of the focus that you had on it in your life as well at the time.
2: Yeah. And that's part of what the title is all about, is that it was all consuming for most of my life. I didn't have an ability to see outside of it or understand who i could become if i stuttered into the future like it's all i knew and i s- 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 saw everything in my life through a lens of that struggle and the in the stress and the the anxiety even if i, I didn't stutter it was always there and um I wanted the reader to really understand that it can be every waking moment of your life.
0: Things changed. When you were 26, you received a business card, I referenced this earlier, that led you to the University of Maryland and an SLP who had a new approach for you to consider. You'd worked with SLPs in the past. What was different about your work with speech language pathology this time?
2: When I found avoidance reduction therapy, it was the missing link that I hadn't had All of my life, I always had fluency shaping therapy and I could never make enough progress to build any confidence or to understand that I needed to actually try, stutter openly. Um, I never tried. I never put in, in the effort. And at the same time, I always had these ideas that everything happening on the inside was what I needed to address, but I never knew how. And um, when I started avoidance reduction therapy, I was essentially already doing that in my life at that point. I was taking on new challenges. Um, I was putting myself out there more in my life. And as I found the therapy, I just really took hold of the concepts of becoming more aware of how I stuttered, all the things that happened inside s- s- of me as I stuttered. Like it was really eye-opening and that awareness uh, allowed me to take a lot of steps forward and to really begin to embrace mass stuttering.
0: The SLP you worked with, Vivian Siskin, is the the founder of the Siskin Stuttering Center. And that SLP asked you an important question. The first time she met you, you write that she asked, has anyone ever told you it's okay to stutter? Can you take me back to that moment? yeah
2: um, I remember it as if it just happened um, I was running through my my history of s- s- speech therapy and how I was an expert at all the tools and how um, how I stuttered and um, I think it's. Cool said something to her, like, you know, (sniffs) some days I stutter more. Other days I don't. Um, And she looked me in the eye and just Just asked me if if anyone had ever asked me that, and and I thought to myself, I was like, no one ever has asked me that, and it really put everything in perspective and. started to change how I looked at stuttering
0: you just heard Christopher mention avoidance reduction therapy. Avoidance reduction therapy is a form of treatment that focuses on clear and comfortable communication that doesn't force fluency. On last week's episode of the podcast, Haya simplified the message by putting it this way, quote, what you have to say is so much more valuable than how you say it, end quote. The significance of the approach is underscored in Christopher's writing. Returning to his definition of stuttering, Christopher writes that stuttering, quote, is not solely impediments of speech nor a terminal disability but largely one of avoidance and shame which is possible to marginalize and heal through awareness action perspective and social connection end quote if you want to hear more about avoidance reduction therapy check out our most recent episode of the podcast featuring author vince vader that's in the podcast archive or at on.ash.org podcast Support for ASHA Voices comes from Ash's online conference, Speech Sound Disorders in Schools. From October 4th through 16th, this continuing education opportunity will give you proven clinical and service delivery strategies for providing services to students with speech sound disorders. You can earn up to two Ash's CEUs. Learn more at onashorg slash ssd23. I understand one thing that you worked on when you worked with the SLP with Vivian Siskin is open stuttering.
2: Yeah, that was my favorite. (laughs) Um, Open stuttering is is a lot of things. But to me, it was showing my stuttering to whoever I talked to. And the way I started was in easy situations where the person I'm talking to, uh, I know very well, I'm comfortable with them, it's okay if I stutter in front of them. Um, however, even though I started in the easy situations, I came to find that every opportunity I had was more of the higher feared situations whether that be at work, on the phone, out with my friends. Um, I had a lot of opportunities, and I started to pay attention to what was happening in each situation and to understand them from how I stuttered to people's reactions, and To me, open stuttering is reducing my reactivity to everything that happens when I stutter, that essentially allows me to stutter openly and more easily and without the struggle. Um, And it wasn't easy. I mean, don't get me wrong, like it was really hard to do. And we started out only doing three uh, assignments a a day, uh, we called them, um, where we'd find only three situations throughout the day to plan to stutter openly and I got in all the reps. I made sure um, I did them every day. And over the course of a few years, I changed everything about how I stuttered. Um, And I still stuttered like it, it wasn't, to get more fluent it was to, to reduce the struggle and allow a natural stutter to lead the way, I guess.
0: Through your discipline, three assignments, uh, each day going into this challenge, then you come through, With, uh, as you said, there's a change, right? Can you tell us a little bit about how your relationship to stuttering changed? What was it that changed?
2: I think it's easiest to explain this by using the the often used um, acceptance uh, explanation, like. I always heard that you had to accept your stutter and all that came along with it in order to to achieve acceptance and to to really believe the other often used term is it's okay. okay. A stutter I really had to learn that that it, it was okay to stutter and for a long time I believed that it wasn't so how do you learn that it's you go about your day and learn how you're interacting with all the people in your life and you start to see how you're kind of on the sidelines of your life and you don't want to be there. And when I realized that, I started to see that the way I presented my stuttering to other people changed my whole outlook on how I could use stuttering to move forward. And I started to openly talk about stuttering. I was stuttering a lot more around more people. Um, I was putting myself in really hard situations. I was taking um, a lot of risks, at work and showing up in times where a lot of people are afraid and I'm there stuttering away to really important people. And I learned in a variety of situations that my stuttering is not in the way anymore it's just part of who i am and at the time it seemed like it just kind of happened but then when i went to do do the analysis for the last part of the book i really saw all the things that i done to get to where I am. And I was able to see that that I wanted to be talking to other people. I wanted to connect with them. And the way I did that was through stuttering opened up my whole life and allowed me to do things that I never imagined. And I wanted to know how that happened. And I understand it a lot more now, but I also understand that, you know, I'm still pretty early in the journey of acceptance and understanding All parts of it, Um, and I'm excited for the years to to come and uh, how I'll continue to change.
0: At one point, you write, "Stuttering doesn't end, and neither does healing." What does healing look like today?
2: Healing is. Being able to walk into to any any opportunity in your life and not be afraid to to engage in it. It's I, for so many years. Um, I wondered, like, if only I didn't stutter. Like, I could do this. I could do that, and. If I tried, I wouldn't succeed, but I never actually tried to do the things that I wanted to do. And to me, to heal is to allow yourself to fail. And you ultimately realize that there are no failures. They're they're just attempts. You're making an attempt to become the person that you want to be and not having to worry about that all the time. that the underappreciated part of stuttering that I'm out to highlight is that the inner life of stuttering that really holds you back and that's what healing is after
0: at the end of the book you become a father and we know that often children of people who stutter also stutter themselves have you talked to your child about stuttering do you know what you will say he stutters he stutters
2: yeah um he's been stuttering for about a year now um he's had uh, every kind of stuttering pattern um that there is i think um and it's been 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 a heck of a, a year in that regard um but that's the next part of the journey Is that, you know, I went through it for a reason. And he's not going to have the story I had in the early years. And he's the happiest little boy that um, I've ever known. And he's stuttering away. All day, every day, and it's it's really something to hear it in my house and out in the world because I feared it for so long, uh, as I wrote about in the book and. Um, a lot of people who stutter have the fear of of their children stuttering as well and how they'll, they'll react to it. And um, while it was hard, or it, it is hard, um, I know it will make him stronger and he'll come out on the other side of it as I have.
0: It's a really powerful answer.
1: Thank
2: you.
1: So, Chris, when I think of you and your book, Every Waking Moment, I think of a man that's on a mission. And I'm curious to know, what are your hopes, what is your vision for your path forward?
2: I'm hoping... help change the approach to stuttering. Um, I feel like I I owe it not only to people who stutter but also the SLPs who wanna help us. There are a lot of SLPs who just want a place to start and My aim is is to help help do that, to open up the conversation about the inner life of stuttering and the impact that it can have on a person who stutters. Um, There's a lot of focus on how... Stuttering sounds on the outside, but I really believe that the focus has to be on the inside and helping others put words to their experiences to help SLPs understand what it's like to stutter in every situation and how it feels like we haven't done enough to to take care of our own yet. Um, That's an idea I've spent a lot of time with. It's that we work so hard to get people to understand stuttering so that they'll, accept us and um, react to our stuttering in the appropriate ways but i feel that we haven't put enough emphasis on on the struggle on the 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 impact of stuttering on the whole person, on their life, on throughout their whole life, um, and I really want to to help change the narrative. There, we still have to to focus on improving the lives of people who stutter.
1: If there's one thing that you could impart to a SLP listening to this talk and that they can take to the therapy room as early as tomorrow, what would that be?
2: Don't start with stuttering. Talk to the person about how they feel. Uh, Establish... um, an understanding of who they are and the experiences that they've had with stuttering before you start to work on, on their speech. Um, I never had an SLP who asked me how stuttering made me feel. And honestly, I never had the words because I, I didn't understand the totality of the impact on my life and my entire existence. But that was the part about avoidance reduction therapy that really hit home. It's that I learned about all the ways in which stuttering uh, impacted my daily life. I learned how I stuttered. I learned how the, the struggle to speak had an impact on my sleep, on on my exhaustion, my, my anxiety, stress levels. And I learned that before I started to work on my speech again. And when I did, stuttering became a lot easier because I had put in the energy to work on the, the impact inside.
1: Chris, how can SLPs follow the work your passion and your mission as you move forward?
2: Um, Well, they can read the book. Um, I hope they read the book, Uh, but also um, I have a blog where I write um, about experiences I have with stuttering. Um, It's just every waking moment. That blog. Um, I'm kind of active with writing uh, but I'm, I'm also uh, hard at work on some new projects.
0: Christopher Anderson, thank you so much for your time today.
2: Thank you for the opportunity to share a part of my story.
0: There's so much more to Christopher's story, read every waking moment and find out how participating in triathlons, reading and journaling, navigating a pressure-filled career path and experiencing the highs and lows of dating and falling in love all played a role in how Christopher found strength and healing. You can find a link to the book on the blog post for this episode at on.asher.org slash podcast. Hi, thank you again for joining me for this conversation with Christopher Anderson and for joining me in the previous conversation with Vince Botter, This has been great. I really appreciate having your perspective in both these conversations. I understand that you were invited to speak as a part of the 2023 ASHA convention.
1: Yes, I'm really looking forward to it. Dr. Christopher Constantino and myself will be talking about stuttering affirming therapy, which simply means ways that you can learn to feel more comfortable and confident speaking with a stutter as well as integrating the identity of really feeling okay with being a person who stutters
0: so listeners can hear more from you there and also on the Stutter talk podcast if you want to hear episodes of stutter talk including a previous conversation you had with christopher anderson And also many conversations featuring Chris Constantino. You can find a link to Stutter Talk on the blog post for this episode at on.ash.org slash podcast. Thank you again. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, JD.
0: Find more information on stuttering, including a link to the ASHA practice portal page about fluency and a link to learn about ASHA's special interest group four, which focuses on fluency and fluency disorders. That information is on the blog post for this episode at on.ash.org slash podcast. ASHA Voices is produced by the American Speech Language Hearing Association and comes from the team behind the ASHA Leader Magazine. Support for ASHA Voices comes from ASHA's online conference, Speech Sound Disorders in Schools, and it begins October 4th. Learn more at on.asha.org ssd23. I'm J.D. Gray, and this is ASHA Voices.